Hey folks, welcome back to the Culture Jack podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the sensational hit Squid Game on Netflix. And we're, we're going to talk about the whole ass series today, all nine episodes of the thing. I think they're probably like 40, 50 minute episodes. Doesn't matter. Welcome back to on today's episode. I'm your discussion and dissection expert host today. Uh, Dustin, nice, nice to meet you or meet you again. If this is your first time on the Culture Jack podcast, welcome to the podcast. I'm so sorry this has to be your entry point because this is the one where I have to tell you, if you have not seen Squid Game, if you have not seen the show that I am referencing, then you should probably turn back now, find a different episode to listen to, because this one is one that Anthony and I feel free to spoil any of the elements, any of the storyline, any of the character arcs that happen within a television series, show, or movie that we've just watched. And that's what it is. Basically, it is a review and recap show where we talk about things that might have happened, could have happened, did happen, what we thought of the effects, what we thought of the characters, what we thought of the writing. This is all about uh, the show. So not so much news as you might find on our other on our other shows on the podcast, not so much some crazy ideas or thought experiments that Anthony or I had on Monday Madness or the Friday show, uh, but moreover, just us talking about something and something usually that is hitting right in the zeitgeist, something that a lot of people are talking about and we're never good enough. <laughs> we're never good enough to get on that hype train when it initially happens. Like ideally talking about Squid Game, I should have been talking about this show four weeks ago. Um, well, was it, has it been out for four weeks? Yeah, I should have been talking about this thing four weeks ago, but I watched it. I watched the whole thing. It was amazing. And with all of that being said, I'm going to get into the show right now. So there are spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Turn back now. Uh, go watch Squid Game and then come back and listen to this this episode because it's going to be a good one. I'm very excited about this show. And I'm going to do it in a little bit different way. Like I said, this is going to be a series review and not an episode review. So if you've been listening to the OTE for any amount of time, you know that Anthony and I like to hop on a trending show like uh, Loki, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, all MCU shows, by the way, uh, that happen once a week, like they did in old school television where they'd come out Thursday nights, you'd know the new episode was coming out. And so typically that's the way we like to run things around here. But in cases like this, where an entire series is dumped and I have the ability to binge watch the series in one go, I don't, I don't think that it's best practice for me to do it one episode at a time. And I don't think it's best practice like in the other episodes where it's a single episode review where I, I recap most of the thing and I go beat by beat or at least best I can beat by beat. And if you if you got last week's on today's episode for Dune, you'll know that that's not what happened for that movie. But that movie was a different beast. So how dare you assume that I could even do that for... Uh, for, for something like Dune. And I'm definitely not going to do it for something like Squid Game. So I'm going to talk kind of about the, uh, the overarching story. I'm going to talk a little bit about the games. And then I'm going to tell you where you can go to find some anime 
and other properties that are similar to this Squid Game. Now, Squid Game is a Korean production, and there's been some really cool stuff out of Korea. There was Parasite, which I have not seen, but I have heard incredible things about. And Squid Game has also been, obviously it's been lauded by a lot of people for how great it is, what a teardown it is of modern day capitalism. Uh, at least that's what the director says that it is. Other people have other opinions about it, but what are you going to do? This is 2021. Everyone's got opinions about every dang thing. It even made so much money. It had so many people sign up for Netflix subscriptions. I believe it was something to the tune of $23 million or something, but it had so many people sign up for Netflix in Korea that Korea is actually uh, suing Netflix because of the bandwidth usage over there. I mean, incredible. And it's not just popular in Korea. Everyone is talking about this. Everyone is making content and parodies and satires and reviews and recaps and breakdowns and analyzing this thing to death. It's, uh, it's something that we haven't seen with this kind of fire on it under it since, uh, the tiger King to be, <laughs> to be honest. And it's so bizarre too, because they're, they're two completely diametrically opposed types of entertainment. They're, they're in vastly different genres and would appeal, you would think, to vastly different audiences. But it's so wonderful that we get to experience this show. I thought it was a great show, but I've seen it before. I've not, not this show, but I have seen almost this exact same premise laid out in uh, other, other manga, anime, even even live action stuff. And I am going to talk about some of those, some of those as well. So the, the basic premise of Squid Game is you have a bunch of people who are down on their luck, a bunch of people who are in tremendous amounts of debt with really no way to get out of debt. And so at a point, they are then offered an opportunity where they can go to this remote location and essentially compete with, I think it's like another 455 people that are also very far in debt and you compete playing these child games. Now the twist is, uh, well, I mean, that's pretty, pretty weird already, but you're kidnapped. So you don't know where you're going and you go to this place and you play these children's games. And when you play these children's games, if you do not win, you will be eliminated. And they mean eliminated in the truest sense of the word. So everyone everyone goes to this game at first. Well, let me back up here. Let me back up. Our, our protagonist, and I'm not going to use everyone's name because I don't know everyone's name in the show. And I would butcher most of their names. They are very Korean names, of course. Uh, but the main character, Gi-hoon, he is is super in debt and he meets this dude in a train station and the dude's like hey you look like you're down on your luck you want to have a little bet and they play this game oh well let's see i brought up the games here they play this game called uh dadakchi 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 and what it is you take like this folded piece of paper and it's on the floor someone puts it on the floor and your opponent's goal 
is to throw another folded piece of paper on top of it and slam it down so hard that the, the one on the floor flips over. And if it flips over, the, the person who slammed the paper down, well, they win. If it, uh, if it does not flip over, well, then the person who laid it down on the ground wins. And so this mysterious man offers Gihun this this challenge and he says, do you want to play? And he says, why would I want to play this child's game? And he says, because every time you win, every time you flip over my paper, I will give you 100,000 won. But he says, every time I win, I get to slap you in the face. And so the dude's down on his luck. He's crazy in debt. So he's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And so he throws it down a couple of times. He gets slapped in the face a few times and he wins some money. After they play for a little bit, dude's got like a bruised up cheek. But the other guy says, hey, man, if you want a chance to make some real money, take this card. So he gives him a card with a number on the back um, to participate in these in these games. I don't know. It just speaks to the desperation in people. And I think it's there's a lot of people that I know that would at, at the very least play a slap game fight in the subway in order for the the chance to win a little bit of a uh, little bit of money. So he takes this card, he gives him a call. They pick him up on the street as they do with other people. We have other folks uh gosh, I like I said I'm not going to try for all of their names, but there's Sang Woo. He's one of the other protagonists, a uh an actress who is a, a third protagonist a foreigner from a Middle Eastern country. I can't remember where he said he was from. Uh, his name's Ollie. And this, I can't remember his name, but there's this other dude who's like a bully. He's not a bully. He's like a thug. He's like a gangster. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, you, this is a, a foreign film or a foreign show. So you have the option of watching a dubbed version of the show or a subtitled version of the show. And you have to, you have to make sure you get the right subtitles. If you are going to subtitle the show, because there's a couple different sets and one of them is very off. I have heard, and I haven't, I haven't seen or listened to it myself, but I have heard that the English dub over is very, very bad. So I chose to watch it in subtitles. Now, I'm a longtime anime guy, and so I've watched a lot of anime with subtitles, and it doesn't bother me the way that it does some people. And I think if you give it a chance, if you give subtitles a chance, and you watch subtitled for the first two episodes, you won't even notice them for the rest of the show. Like, that's, that's how quickly you get used to these subtitles. So anyway, everyone gets gassed that's going on on this little adventure. They get shoved into a van and then the the driver of the van is wearing a mask and he gasses them all, takes them to a boat and takes them to an island. They all wake up in this huge room with all of these bunk beds. I can't remember how much this uh, this show was supposed to cost. I think it was something like 16 million or something. So they're going gangbusters on it. They're making a bunch of money. There's going to be a sequel for sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was an American spinoff or two um, based on this very concept. So they all wake up in this huge room, all these bunk beds. They're wearing matching jumpsuits with numbers on them. And they lay out the rules that they have to sign for. And they take their picture. And what are the rules? The rules are, well, shoot, I'll look them up. But one of the rules, uh, what are the rules in Squid Game? So there's three rules 
Uh, the first rule is no, that's not it. <laughs> it's it's funny. There's a, you know when you search in Google and it says people also ask what are the three rules in Squid Game and you have the little drop down menus and you can um, <laughs> you can see the answers and it says what are the three rules in Squid Game. I dropped down the menu. It said Indian Railways mentioned in a Facebook post that there are three rules to defeat COVID nineteen. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Anyway, I can't remember uh, one of the rules. Uh, you have to sign to play the game. Oh, no. If you if you do not play, you will be eliminated. If you lose, you will be eliminated. And you cannot quit unless a majority of the players want to quit. I think that's that's something along the lines of what it was. So anyway, they get these rules, they sign these waivers, and they say, okay, we're going to play. So they all get shuttled out into this big, huge yard. And uh, there's a doll, a creepy-looking doll on the other end of the yard, and her head spins around. And the game is red light, green light. And so she turns around, and she starts singing this song. Now, I have <laughs> I have purpose, purposefully not recorded two separate episodes of this show, but I have edited two separate episodes of this show. So if you have heard the eerily catchy song at the beginning of squid game or this one from the, from the girl, you'll know that this podcast was not taken down for an infringement of some kind. If you hear some generic YouTube music, then you'll know that I've already had this up one time and it was taken down. (laughs) <laughs> or it was struck in some way or manner, and I've uh, put the podcast episode up again with the generic music. So whichever one you hear, you'll know what I got away with or didn't get away with. Anyway, they go into this yard. The doll turns around, starts singing, and that's green light. And so everyone starts moving forward. And the doll turns back around. She's got like these robot eyes, and she starts scanning the people that are still moving on the red light and these guards with little peak holes out the walls start shooting all of the people that the doll has identified as still moving people panic they start to run more people the doll is identifying as moving there's just bodies piling up on the door uh, that are they're trying to get out but many of the players realize that this is now a game of life or death so the doll turns back around starts singing again and the old man Uh, Player 001, who I spoiled myself early. I went on the internet and found out that he was actually one of the masterminds behind the whole game. So hopefully, hopefully you listen to my spoiler warning before I got into this, because anyway, uh, but he's having a great time and he's bouncing through the crowd and he's he's just enjoying himself. Uh, He goes up. And then everyone else goes, oh, this we got to play this game because there's a timer. And then the doll turns back around and most people stop. Some people can't stop all the way. And she kills a few more people and she turns back around and counts again. And a lot more people get through uh, our heroes, Ali Songwoo, Gi-hoon, the female protagonist, the bully. They, they make it through. Uh, they go back and they all vote. And because a lot of them, they're like, we didn't know this was a death game. We don't want to play anymore. The majority of the people voted to leave. And so they leave 
But, you know, the debtors come calling again. They realize how down on, on their luck they are. They realize in what a poor situation they're in. So they all call the number back and they go back. Not all of them, but several of them go back. They're missing a few, but a good number went back anyway. And they, they resume playing the game. So what was the next game that they played? So that was the, the first game. Uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the game with the doll, but the translation says it's the Rose of Sharon has bloomed. Uh, this website that I'm on is teaching me how to play all these games. So maybe I'll play with my children, have my own squid game, see who see who gets to eat dinner. Oh, that's another thing. Once the Once the game ended, the first game with the doll, they all went back into the bunk room. All, you know, many of them have little splatters of blood on them. Everyone's kind of morose, you know, before they hold the vote to to leave. And the piggy bank lights up above them right when they're holding the vote, right before they hold the vote. It lights up. And for every person that died, it was like a hundred million won was contributed to the um, to the pot. And so it was like half of the field died at this point. And so that's why so many people voted to stay and keep going because they realized that, hey, if more people die and I make it through, I'm going to I'm going to win. So there's this this steadily accumulating clear plastic piggy bank full of money. Uh, Okay, so then they, they come back and. When they're coming back, I mean, before they come back, Gi Hoon, he went to a police station. He was like, hey, there's this thing going on on this island, this crazy, they they kidnapped us, they're killing people. And the police called the number on the card and they acted like it was someone just waking up. So they, they were on to his game, you know, but there was this junior police detective whose brother had disappeared. And so he hijacked a ride onto this boat took out one of the guards and became one of the guards. And it's all this whole subplot that's going on during the squid game, during everyone else competing. This guy is searching for his brother because he believes his brother. I don't know why he believes his brother was part of these games in the past or is part of them now or, or whatever. But he, uh, he goes to this, goes to this island, goes undercover. He's taking notes. He's taking pictures. He's taking videos of every unbelievable thing that's going on here. Cause they have this whole compound, all of these guards, all of these guards that they have. Um, let's see if I can remember the hierarchy. There's square faces on the masks and the square, the square, uh, shapes indicate kind of a worker drone. They're not allowed to talk, um, the triangle faces or the triangle shapes on the faces, those are the guards, the soldiers. And then the circle faces, no, circle faces are the drones. And then the square faces are the managers. They're the ones that can talk, the supervisors. They can, you know, boss people around. There's And there's another subplot too. As people are dying, there's some guards that have kind of developed a side hustle to this thing. So they take all the competitors' bodies and they put them in these presents, in these boxes, and incinerate them. Well, there's one incinerator that's got a trap door in it that drops the box through so they can surgically remove organs in order to sell them on the black market, apparently. So that's uncovered by the police detective that goes over there. So game number two, I'm getting off track. I'm, I'm slipping back into my old ways where I want to describe the story too much. I want to go through the games and talk about kind of the unique 
unique take on the games and then talk about some of the ways that I've heard that you could have solved the games, I suppose, instead. So uh, then they, they, they start trying to figure out that, okay, these are child's games. And so Song Woo, in the next room that they go into, he figures it out immediately because there's several different doors, I think they are. Yeah, there are several different doors and they have different shapes on them. There's a, a triangle, a circle, a star, and an umbrella. And they figure out, or Song Wu figures out that it is a, a child's game where you take like this, I don't know, it's a saltwater taffy or sugared candied treat or something that has an impression of the shape in it. And then you use a needle to carve out the shape. And so he figures that out and he tells all of his buddies, you know, Ollie, um, Gihun and the lady, hey, you guys are going to uh, we should split up. I mean, that'll give us the best odds, even though he's figured out that the game is this game and probably the simplest shape will be the best shape, i.e. the triangle is probably probably the best shape. I got to find out what uh, what is the female protagonist? In Squid Game, Kang Sai Byok. She plays smart street pickpocketer Kang Sai Byok. Sai and Gihun and Sang Woo and Ali, you know, they go into this thing and they pick different shapes. Sang Woo with the easiest shape, he gets out no problem. Uh, Sai, she gets out no problem. Well, it. <laughs> It turns out Gi-hoon, our, our lovable protagonist, he picked the umbrella. And so he's got a very difficult shape to do. And people are dying left and right because if you break that shape, you're going to get shot. You're going to get shot in the head. And he figures out that as he's looking at it in the light, he can see through it. And he realizes it's a candy treat. So he starts licking the back of the thing. And then other people see him licking the back of the thing. And they're like, oh, he's going to melt this thing out instead of try and poke it out with a needle, which there's only three rules to the games, right? And he did not uh, violate any of those rules. And so everyone else starts licking their little tasty treat to get out the shape and a lot more people make it out, including the old man who said, you know, I, I really got to thank you for for uh, for doing that. What was the what was the next game here? OK, so then there was there was tug of war and essentially, you know, they had a big rope across a a drop off two platforms, two teams. And so this is a, a another place in the game where you could eliminate a large number of of the field. And it was cool because I watched a video on YouTube about, I mean, I've watched a bunch of videos about squid game, you know, what it means and how to play the games and, you know, like the deeper meanings of it and stuff. And there was one by the film theorists who they talked about, you know, in the, in the show, it, it turned out there at the end where a lot of people started looking out for themselves only and not their fellow competitors, their teammates, etc. But the film theorists decided that, you know, if you had kept more people alive or, you know, you actively attempted to keep more people alive as you went through the games, you would have a much better chance at not only survival, but winning the cash prize yourself as you made it through these six games. Because nowhere in the show did they say there could only be one winner. Uh, so 
I mean, a lot of these games are by design to eliminate a large amount of players. And this is all this is all for the entertainment of these what the show portrays as American billionaires. I mean, they're all speaking English when they come in, even if you have on the uh, the, the Korean dialogue with the English subtitles. All these guys, they come in, they're speaking English. I assume if you had on uh, Korean subtitles, then you would finally, you know, translate for for these guys. But they were all wearing masks and some, you know, bullshit uh, Illuminati Freemason stuff where they go watch people compete for their lives. Regardless, film theorists, uh, go check out that video on YouTube if you (laughs) if you want. So the tug of war, it's over this drop off. And before they go out into the room for the tug of war, they have to they have to pick a five man team. I think it was five, five, five person team. And Sang Woo didn't want to pick any women because he's like, you know, we we don't need women. We need strong men for this game. Sorry, women. But they end up with a couple women on their team anyway. And then like the thug, the gangster dude, he gets like all these tough guys. No problem. They go up there first. Uh, once they decide it's tug of war, our heroes are kind of dejected because now they've got these weak women and this old man on their team. And, you know, they're not going to be able to compete in the tug of war very effectively because, you know, shoot, they're they're a weaker team. Uh, but it turns out there is a strategy that the old man knows back from when he used to play tug of war. He would win many, many tug of war contests uh, and it was alternating people on the rope making sure everyone had a firm grip staggered their stance had the strong guy in the back had the leader in the front and so there's this moment where they're really struggling against this other team the other team that thinks that they have them and so the the technique was to hold the rope and then lean backwards as far as you can and when you lean backwards the other team can't go anywhere like they're stuck just as much as you are. And so then they were supposed to wait for the other team to struggle. And that's when they'd make their move. And so they're pulling and they're pulling and they're pulling and the other team was struggling, but then they, the other team got their, got their gusto back up and started pulling it back across. And so our heroes, uh, who was it? It was Sang Woo or it was Gi Hoon. I can't remember, but they said, take two, two big steps forward. And so they took two big steps forward, got their other team off balance, and then pulled them, pulled them off the drop. Whew. It was pretty, pretty intense. And so it was after the the second game, the third game. It was after the second game when uh with the candied shapes that Gihun kind of realized that Sang Woo was, you know, not really with them. Even though they were from the same district, they'd grown up together, they'd you know, been friends for a long time. Uh, so in the fourth game, they played marbles. They each got a, a little sack of 10 marbles and they had to get their partner's marbles. It didn't say you couldn't use violence, but whoever ended up with all 20 marbles uh, would get shot. I saw another thing on TikTok about this and everyone was playing competitions, little games to win marbles from the other person. See if you can get them in the hole, see how many you can break up, you know, guess odd or even in my hand. And then I win the bet or not, uh, on TikTok, someone said, you know, there is a, is a way that both people could win at this game. And they said, the rules didn't say you needed all 20 marbles. It said you needed to get your opponent's marbles. And so if each player just exchanged one marble at a time with their, with their teammate, with their partner, 
then you'd have all of my marbles and I'd have all of your marbles and we'd both be able to pass this particular exam. But it was here where Gihun had to make the hard decision to I really betray the old man by lying to him and playing on his seeming all Alzheimer's uh, that, you know, he had guessed the wrong number. And so he was taking his marbles and eventually the old man gave up and gave him his last marble and seemingly was shot by the guard. But then we find out later that he was one of the masterminds behind the whole thing. Uh, it was also in this game where uh, Saibyak was playing with her partner uh, who she just wanted to talk the whole time and then they'd play a game at the end. And the game they played at the end, Sai went first, threw her marble, and then her partner just dropped her marble in front of her, seemingly, seemingly giving up her life. It, it was apparent she had had a rough, a rough life and just wanted to end it. And so this was a good opportunity uh, to do that. And then the last pairing that we really care about is Sang Wu, who betrayed Ollie and said, we need to go look for strong players. Here, take your marbles, protect them. And he filled up his bag with rocks. And when Ollie shook it, he was confident he had the marbles. But it turns out Sang Wu had tricked him and taken all of his marbles, thus killing one of my favorite characters, the sweetest guy you would ever meet, had a wife and kid. Uh, but was betrayed by by Sang Wu. Uh, so that was that was the marbles game. Then they had the glass bridge game, which and there was a whole other so, subplot uh, with the gangster thug guy and another woman in the in the games who was just kind of sleezing around trying to work her way in with what she felt like were the strongest competitors to ally herself with them and. Uh, it ended in a really a really satisfying way because he betrayed her during the tug of war game and then during this this glass bridge game where they had to you know step on either a regular pane of glass or a tempered pane of glass on a bridge to go across and that's i think this is where we're introduced to the sleazy uh, millionaire billionaire uh rich white guys or whatever uh but she she grabs him and tests one of the glass with her own back and pulls him off the bridge as well. It's very satisfying. Uh, but then there was another one where, like I said, the film theorist said, had the guy who could easily identify the tempered glass versus the regular glass pane been working together with everyone else, at most they would have to sacrifice 18 18 people to get across the bridge. And at that point, had they gotten there with 60, 70 people? Well, shoot. I mean, that is a, that is a huge ratio of people being able to get across, across the bridge. So everyone is eliminated except for, uh, our three main characters, Kong Saibyok, uh, Gi Hyun and Sang Woo. And they get a very nice dinner with a steak knife. And once they're done, the the guards leave the steak knife behind and uh, they all put it, you know, hide it. Well, uh, uh, shoot, <laughs> Kong Saibyok, she had been pierced by glass. And so she was dying already. Song Wu made sure to finish her off. Oh, and meanwhile, the the junior detective is finishing with his investigation and he gets chased uh, 
uh, away from the island and then back to the island by the guards and the the master commander or whatever his name was who removes his mask and it turns out that that's his brother and his, he's like how could you do this and he said just come with me everything will be fine I'll explain everything and he said no I, I won't and um, so the he shoots he shoots his detective brother uh, dead for finding out about his game or we assume dead they were on the top of a cliff he fell off he'll probably come back in season two at least I hope and then the final game is the squid game at this point we're down to the the two main characters uh gihun and sang sang Wu, and it's a game they explained in the beginning i still don't really understand it um but they fought they tussled sang Wu had to push gihun out of the squid gihun had to get and step on the head of the squid gihun was going to do it but then he decided i want to spare sang Wu's life and so he says, let's give up. If the majority of us give up, we can quit the game now. And Sang Woo takes his steak knife that he had and stabs himself in the neck, making Gihun the winner of the competition. He wakes up out on the street with a debit card that's worth millions of dollars, billions of won. And, uh, and then that's kind of where the series ends. I mean, he finds out that the old man was involved. And so... He goes and talks to him and they have kind of a bet going about who will help this homeless man on the street. Uh, but let's see, what else am I looking at here? Okay, I'm coming to the I'm coming to the end of my <laughs> end of the games. I mean, I guess that was the last the last game. But then he's kind of derelict and homeless for a while himself and he doesn't want to do anything with his money. Well, that's before he meets the old man. And the old man says, you know, it was fun. I just wanted to play. I've got a terminal, terminal cancer. I just wanted to play games with my friends again, like I when I was a youth. And um, he says, well, that's that's not cool. And so he wasn't spending any of his money. He thought it was like kind of blood money, which it kind of was. Then he went and dyed his hair red and he went and got Kong Sai Byok's uh, son. No, brother, brother, her brother. She was fighting for her brother the whole time and uh, Song Wu's mother and got uh, her brother adopted by Song Wu's mother and then gave him both a big briefcase full of money. And so that was that was nice. That was sweet. Dyes his hair red is getting ready to take off to America. And then he takes a oh, no, he sees someone on the subway who was playing that game with that guy. The guy was getting on the train, the, the guy that was playing the paper flipping con contest with him. And he runs over to him and he's like, give me that card. And he takes the card from him, effectively saving that man's life. Right. I mean, I'm sure they they tracked him down and and went to uh, went to get him back in the squid games. This new guy. Uh, but he effectively saves his life. And then he calls the number as he's getting on the plane. And, and the master commander guy, he goes, hey, have fun. Get on that plane. Forget about it. Enjoy your money. And Gi Hoon's like. Nope, not going to do it. He turns around and uh, walks back up up the up the sky bridge there and uh, off into what we hope is season two. I mean, it's definitely going to get a season two. It's probably going to get spinoffs. I would not be surprised if it is adapted by Hollywood for an American adaptation of it as well. I mean, it was a great show, but it, like I said, it was not the first time that I've seen a show like this. Uh, let's see. I, I looked up some lists here. Just so I don't get it wrong. Now, there's been a lot of comparisons made 
to uh, Squid Games to the Hunger Games. And the Hunger Games is uh, it's definitely a blood sport, but there was a big emphasis on this Squid Game put on the fact that it is a it is a a equal opportunity. Everyone gets a chance to win. The there is an egalitarian real sentiment behind it where in Hunger Games, you know, you're racing to weapons, you may be of different strengths, different calibers, uh, etc. And so some of the some of the items on this list I don't really agree with as as well. Like Battle Royale, the manga, the anime, the um, the live action adaptation, don't really agree with that. There is one here though called Liar Game, which I read the manga for, which is almost exactly like this. Offered a huge sum of money to go compete in these games. Everyone that survives every successive round of the games gets more and more money to which they can continue playing in the games or take the money. And all of them are incredible gamblers. So they don't they don't want to do this gambling apocalypse, Kaiji. I've, I haven't seen that one. Alice in Borderland on Netflix is very similar to this. Apparently, it was an anime before this live action adaptation as well, which I didn't know. But uh, as the gods will, I haven't seen that. I got a couple lists up that I wanted to wanted to compare to. Let's see. And a lot of these. It's so funny when. Oh, that, that first list was from OK, OKPlayer.com. The second list is from TheCinemaholic.com. It's so funny when mainstream entertainment media outlets like Screen Rant or, you know, ComicBook.com, uh, Cinema Blend, um, Yahoo, Washington Post, anything, anything that's kind of like more mainstream, don't typically cover anime, put out... If you like this, then you'd like these anime lists because oftentimes it's just it's just like popular anime, which doesn't really make sense. Like full dive, the ultimate next gen full dive RPG uh, is even shittier than real life. <laughs> it's a it's a new anime, but it I don't know. It doesn't look like yeah, it's an MMORPG. I'm standing on a million lives. A lot of these are sword art online. You get beamed into a. A video game that's for real, you know, it's like the dot hack dot dot sign. Let me see if there's any on this list that I would agree with. Darwin's game, maybe I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things. Uh, Kakaguri uh, on Netflix is a high school gambling game, so it's kind of similar there. Uh, they they put Alice of Borderland here. Yeah, I don't know if I I completely agree with that list. Oh man, my Mac is about to die. I better finish. Finish up this before it does. Okay. Kaji Ultimate Survivor highlights of the cutthroat nature of gambling is one. They say Gaunt's. Gaunt's is a very good anime. If you have not watched that, check it out. Eden of the East was definitely not that. Dead Man Wonderland, kind of like that, but it was done all with prisoners, so they didn't have a choice to participate. And he said Kakaguri again. Death Parade, not really. Alice in Borderland. There was another one um, kind of like this, an anime that I saw, but I I just can't look it up because my computer will die and then none of this recording will be saved and I'll be terribly, terribly sad. So that's where I'm going to end the podcast talking about Squid Games. Have you seen Squid Games? If so, what do you think? 
Would you participate in a squid game? How would you have done any of the games differently than any of the main characters? If this is your first time on the podcast, please leave us a subscribe, a like, a comment, a review would be amazing. You can get in touch with us at Culture Jacked on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can leave us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. Let us know if there's more Korean masterpieces that we need to be on the lookout for, whether it's a movie, whether it's a show, whether it's a documentary, uh, or maybe any other foreign film that my American butt needs to watch. But that has been Squid Game on Netflix. Check it out. It's so good. And we will see you all on the next episode.